This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are focusing on your emotions and where they come from to help you better understand your emotions and manage them in a healthy way. Okay, David, so helping people understand and manage their emotions is, I guess, one of the biggest pieces of work that you do with your clients. I think so, Alex. I think it's mainly what what people what brings people to us is that they are kind of being overpowered by their emotions, being overwhelmed by their emotions. And when they hear me say that you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim, it intrigues them. But they need to know more information to understand how that works. And so, I guess this is a real back to basics teaching, but it's so fundamental because. People get confused about what their emotions are, what they are telling them, the purpose of them, how to manage them, where do they come from. That's right. And, and many of my clients will say something to me like, when, as when I say to them, you know, before we start, do you agree, can we get an agreement that you are the creator of your emotions? They go, well, yes, but, and then they use the but word, and but in the middle of a sentence means forget what I've just said. Because what they're normally saying is, intellectually, I know I create my emotions, but I can't accept it fully. And that identifies the part of the mind that we would call the inner child. And so it's immediately set up a dichotomy where intellectually they understand that emotions don't float around the room or other people don't project their emotions onto you. That They can't do that. So they understand that. But there's a part of them can't accept that, Alex. And that's the key. Because once the inner child accepts that they create the emotion, my goodness, you're halfway there. You're halfway there of solving it. But the inner child does not want to accept that they create the emotions because that's part of their story. But I guess, and a lot of people would say that I've absorbed other people's emotions or they made me angry, they, they, they upset me. And so there's a disassociation from the emotional the origin of the emotion. That's right, and they see themselves as the victim of, of the emotion. So they will say exactly what you said. They really make me mad. They really upset me. And so what they're saying, in essence, is they are the victim. The emotions come through the air at them and enter through their body and goes inside of them. And then they are the victim, they can't do anything about it, which is totally round the wrong, the wrong way. So whenever you experience an emotion, believe it or not, you are creating it. You are responding. It's your perception, your interpretation of something that you are witnessing, of looking at. It could be the way that person has acted. It could be what's happened to you. It could be a situation. But the way you respond emotionally is totally down 
to you and your perception. And can I just say one thing? I am not saying, this is where a lot of people jump on and write to me and say, oh, you're saying we shouldn't have emotions. I'm not saying that. I'm saying emotions are wonderful. They make us human beings. They're very precious, but we create them. Other people don't plant them in, as into our body. We are the creator of those emotions. But David, a lot of people would also say that what that person did, what that person said, what happened to me today at work, how, how my mother treated me, that made me feel that, yes, there's a response, but it's automatic. The response is within me. The emotion is within, within me. But it's like it's an automatic thing and it's because of that external thing. I have no control over this. Very important what you just said, Alex. Vital. You know, you've used the word automatic. Some people will say it's ingrained. Some people will say I can't do anything about it. It just happens. It happens in a blink of an eye and I'm not in control of it. And all of those are the inner child's excuses for not being accountable and responsible for the emotion. Because when you say it's automatic, it's ingrained, I can't help it, it just happens, you are then absolving yourself from any responsibility from the emotion that you're created. And immediately you become a victim. And what's even worse, now instead of basing and grounding your life in your truth, honesty, and integrity, your shen, your spirituality that I call it shen, you are now grounding your life in your emotions. And now you're like a feather in the wind that keeps on being blown around. Whatever your emotional state, that's how you're going to respond. And that puts you onto the carousel and you go around and around and around because you just see yourself more and more as a victim. So that word automatic or ingrained, I can't help it, is so important in this teaching. But David, again, just to play devil's advocate, what you've just said is despite what someone says to me, despite what someone does to me, despite if something really bad happens to me that somehow I've got to be like a, an emotionless robot and uh, almost be impervious to what's happening around me and strangely enough I'm saying the opposite so again you you're repeating what clients say to me every day but I'm saying the opposite I'm saying that emotions are your best quality so if you believe that creating anxiety is the best way to deal with what that person has done, then please create anxiety. But be accountable for it. Don't say, well, this anxiety just happened. This fear just came onto me. It's automatic. If you believe it's appropriate, and this is the right Taoist word to use here, if you believe it's appropriate to create fear, then create fear but be accountable for creating the fear. This is the difference. There is a step in between. I call it A, B, C. A is the stimuli. Whatever that is, the person, the situation, that's A. We can't do anything about that because that's happening. B is what we believe. 
what we believe about that person, that situation, what we believe about ourselves, this is where we can be in control. And C is the emotional response. A lot of people go from A to C and they miss out B because they say it's automatic. I can't help it. It's ingrained. I'm just going from that to that. And there is this middle ground where this is where you take control of your life. This is where you connect to your spirituality, to who you really are. This is who you are, not your emotional response. That's what you create. So coming into your state of Shen, of reacting to that person in the correct way, and that reaction might be that you address it, you ignore it, you avoid it. There can be many authentic answers, but you will be acting from this logic, this mindset that you are amazing and you can deal with that. Okay, so let's look at this B zone because this seems like the most important part of the equation here. Certainly we can't control external situations, how other people are, other people are on their own emotional and spiritual journey. And what you've said is, so that's A, what you've said C is, the C step is the emotions, which are the byproduct, the useful byproduct, but a byproduct nonetheless of what happens in this B, the belief zone, which is within our control. So as you said, if we choose to feel anxiety or create anxiety in response to an external stimuli, that may or may not be authentic response. So we need to go and look at what's happening in the belief zone here, this middle zone. Similarly, if we feel if we create sadness, if we create frustration, if we create anger, hopelessness, any manner of red light emotions, everything happens or everything is kind of dealt with and mixed up and processed in this B zone, in this belief zone. So can you talk a little bit more about the origin of the belief zone, if you like, or what makes one person's set of beliefs and how they process the external world different from another person's set of beliefs, which means that they're, these two individuals, if we, if we put them side by side, have completely or often could have completely different emotional reactions and then actual responses to the same external stimuli. So if it was like an experiment. Thanks, Alex. That's a great example. So why do people see the same stimuli and create different emotions? And this comes down to the beliefs. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? And many of us don't even focus on our beliefs. Our beliefs are normally started to develop when we're a child, and they developed by what we see around us. A lot of our beliefs, a lot of your beliefs as you're watching me, are not even your beliefs. They're beliefs that you've inherited from other people. And this is when we do the golden thread. When we follow down, we reverse engineer. We're trying to find out what you believe and why you believe it. And so many people's beliefs are 
out of balance. It doesn't even make sense because they will blame themselves. They will say, I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. It's too much for me because they haven't taken accountability and responsibility for what they believe. So when I work with a client, that's really the work. What do you believe? Why do you believe that? Ask yourself that. What do I believe about myself? What do I believe about coping with reality? If you're having a difficult time at work or at home in relationships or with friendships, what do I believe about myself? How do I believe my skill set to deal with that? And then where does that belief come from? And you'll be amazed. The majority of our beliefs come from childhood. So what you're saying, David, if we look at these two individuals uh, facing the same external stimuli, so let's say it's criticism from someone they love. If one person has a set of beliefs which are rooted in very strong self-doubt, I'm not good enough, I'm I'm unlovable, I'm not going to be able to cope, those sort of self-doubting beliefs. And the other person is way more self-assured. For whatever reason in their childhood, they have developed a greater sense of self, of self-assurance, of confidence, but perhaps because of how they were parented or guided as a young child. Then the first individual with the self-doubt belief, when something when they're criticized by someone, it really knocks them off balance. It Then that being off knocked off balance and it confirming their self-doubt and this person's criticizing me because I'm not good enough, I'm always being got at, I'm a failure, that then creates the strong red light emotions of anger, frustration, anxiety, distress, By contrast, the person who holds beliefs which are more grounded in self-assurance and is, is far less affected, far less knocked off balance. It's like a small ripple as opposed to a massive impact if someone they love uh, criticizes them because they don't use it as a confirmation that they're not good enough. They're, la- they're more likely to say, oh, well, let's find out more about why I'm being criticized. Or obviously, this person who I love is going through a tough time or there's something perhaps wrong with them that I could perhaps help them with. And as a result of that different internal processing, different internal self-talk, the emotions that are created are completely different from person, the first person. They are not such strong red light emotions. They're more like emotions of care, of interest, of like inquiry, of wanting to know more, of being inquisitive, of thinking, hmm, something's not right here. But they're not they're not overwhelmed by a mass of red light emotions. It's a great example. So on your example, person A when they receive the stimuli of being criticized, what it's actually doing is confirming what they've already thinking about themselves. And so I'm going to use your word now, automatically, like a blink of an eye, they immediately go to the red light feelings. It's almost like ingrained. It's not, but it seems like it because they've been saying these negative things to themselves for so many years 
a lifetime. And so if somebody then criticizes them, well, it's just confirming what they've already thought. So person A will immediately go to anxiety, fear, scared, overwhelmed. That's why I call them red light feelings. Whatever red light feelings you want to call. Person B, somebody criticizes them. Now they're already grounded in a spiritual belief that they are an amazing person, the first thing that they would want to say is, well, why do you think that? (laughs) They wouldn't even create an emotion because they would be interested in why this person is saying these things. Now, that really is the difference. That's why this B, these beliefs, are really vital. I mean, we have three foundations to our model. I call them the three te. T-E in China, that means in the Tao, Te, Ching, your beliefs, what your standards, your morals. So we have three. Number one, you hear me say it on every video, you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. This is what we're talking about now. B, you create your emotions. Number two, you have innate worth and value. Shen. No one can give you worth and value, and no one can take worth and value away from you. Again, just as we're talking about, if person B believes that they have worth and value, somebody criticizes them, is meaningless. Person A, in your, who doesn't believe they have worth and value, somebody criticizes them, wham, it hits them like a train. They can't do anything about it. So, number one, you create your emotions. Number two, you have innate worth and value. Number three, you are accountable. You are accountable for your actions, for your thoughts. Nobody else is responsible. You have to take that responsibility. And that is found through truth, honesty, and integrity. Now, use those three for Alex's A and B. Person A, who doesn't control their emotions, who believes they have no worth and value, and is not accountable, this person then criticizes them. Mm. Yeah. What, What happens? Person B, who does understand that they create their emotions, who thinks they have innate worth and value, spirituality, And see, they are totally accountable for truth, honesty, and integrity when this person criticizes them. Same person, same criticism, response is totally different. And that really is the life lesson. And and David, this is so powerful insofar as not only does this understanding of where our emotions really come from, the B zone, the belief zone, that not only does it help us manage our emotions and we've got a huge back catalogue, our golden thread process back catalogue, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, which will help you much more understand your emotions and manage them with lots of techniques in there. So do check that out. But on top of the emotional management, our emotions then dictate so much in terms of our choices and our actions, our response to life. So just this one simple but profound understanding of emotions and where they come from and how to manage them 
will change the whole trajectory of your life. I agree with you 100%, Alex. And when people make real changes in their life, what they're doing is changing their own beliefs. Remember, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And really do the work. And that's what the golden thread is, Alex. Again, we've done many videos on this and many teachings on this. Start at the emotion. So if you're experiencing a red light emotion, then ask yourself, why have I created that emotion? And that takes you down like a reverse engineering down to a belief. And the belief will normally be one of the three lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable. I don't deserve it. I'm unworthy. It's normally what, you know, the same thing. And that proves that you are basing your life on a false belief and you will automatically go to your emotions rather than changing your beliefs. So where do your emotions come from? They come from what you believe. And what you believe is definitely in your control. Be accountable for it. Take responsibility for it. This is your life. This is your journey. I believe you're a spiritual person. And I believe that you have something in you that's unique, that's authentic, that cannot be affected by other people. And that's what I would call Shen, your innate worth and value. And once you connect to that, then you will see, A, the stimuli in a totally different way. And your life changes almost immediately. And let me just finish on one thing. This is simple. Not easy, but simple. And it does take practice. And you won't get it right the first few times. And you have to keep on practicing because you're worth it. Because you are worth it. You have innate value and worth. And I believe in you. And why can I say that? Because if I believe in you, I also believe in as in myself. And I know that you can do it. I see time and time again with clients that it takes them a little bit of effort. They'll get it wrong the first few times. And then all of a sudden, there's a big change in the way that they view the stimuli, view the world, view what people say. And if somebody criticizes them, it's almost like water off a duck's back. It really doesn't mean anything. And I'll just finish with this. What other people say about you is none of your business. Brilliant. Thank you, David. Uh, I really, really hope you have enjoyed this teaching. Like I said, do check out the link to more teachings on emotional management and uh, David's therapy process, the Golden Thread process that helps all his clients with this. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.